This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley in Asia Pacific. Good morning from London, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, wonderful. And good afternoon from Asia. Great to be here as ever. Not so great today are the markets where you are thus far. Some significant falls. And uh, talking off air, you said there are a number of reasons behind the drop in stocks where we are at the moment. Yeah, it's been a very much a risk off move in Asia today, really continuing on from the nervous sell-off that we saw in uh, New York on Friday. There's two main drivers that we saw over the weekend. Firstly, this morning it was announced that uh, the uh, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, who's very much a right-wing senator in the Democrat caucus, uh, said he will not support uh, President Biden's $2 trillion Build Back Better uh, uh, legislation. Um, so that looks like it's blindsided both its own caucus and also the White House. Uh, we've seen investment banks such as uh, Goldman Sachs immediately st- uh, trim their US growth forecasts for 2022 and 2023 because of it. So US index futures have taken a bit of a bath today. Uh, NASDAQ, S&P, Dow all down over 1%, even more. Secondly, uh, the escalation of these Omicron worries uh, over the weekend, the Dutch national lockdown, more travel restrictions within Europe, uh, the ongoing situation in the UK, and also some dire uh, noises and warnings from US health officials have got markets concerned that we're in another Delta wave again, and we're going to see more restrictions, less economic activity equals less growth. Uh, and so we've seen basically a risk-off move in Asian equity markets today as well. Stocks are lower, um, and the dollar has rallied quite strongly on uh, Friday. We've also seen US Treasuries uh, drop in yield terms today. Yields move inversely to price. That's a sign that uh, investors are looking for safe havens. So we're seeing safe haven flows into the bond market. It is amazing that one guy, a West Virginia Democrat, can emerge as such a pivotal vote in the Senate and can affect markets in any way at all. I mean, he said he can't support the Build Back Better bill, nearly $2 trillion at stake uh, there, because he says he can't support a bill that spends money that the federal government doesn't have. Nonetheless, I mean, it just shows you how close it all is, 50-50 in the Senate, and uh, you've got the vice president uh, who has the casting vote if it is bang on equal. But uh, on this occasion, he's made a difference, and he's making a bit of a name for himself. His, his time to shine uh, is, is now, but he's not going to win any friends in the uh, Democrat Party, is he? No, I expect he's got a lot of friends in the Republicans right now, but not the Democrats. But I, I'm not sure I really agree with them. I mean, interest rates are still effectively zero. So there's never been a better time for governments anywhere in the world to borrow and invest counter-cyclically. Additionally, even before COVID-19 hit the world, uh, the Trump administration was running $1 trillion a year deficits. So when you i mean the world has moved on where we start thinking as trillions as the new billions but it's certainly achievable over the lifetime of that pro, uh, program and the rhetoric from the white house today s- seems to imply that he'd said 
one thing, but he's done another. So it's clearly blindsided them as well. But it's still yet another headwind that the markets didn't need uh, in December, which has been dominated by very choppy range trading. And as we enter the last few days of this very turbulent year, because we'll have a very turbulent couple of years, uh, Jeff, um, this sort of perfect storm of bad news coming out. You've already mentioned uh, Omicron, the Dutch uh, lockdown, and a number of other factors. This is having effect on... Uh, some of the big uh, commodities. Oil is down significantly at the moment. Uh, I've just had a quick look at Brent crude. That's down as well as WTI. Uh, possibly OPEC Plus might take some action because of those falls. Is that likely on the cards? I don't think it can be discounted, to be honest. Now, the reason that oil has fallen on Friday and today is quite obvious. So, uh, investors are now nervous about uh, the growth outlook and trajectory into 2022. There's a couple of factors here I think that um, haven't been uh, uh, looked at as far as how far this oil price can fall. One is we are heading into the European and Northern and, and US winter, the heights of it. So heating demand will rise as will our electricity demand. Uh, oil is a substitute for natural gas in those circumstances. So that's a supportive factor. Uh, secondly, um, uh, secondly, OPEC Plus left their last meeting, the December meeting, open, and they said they specifically left the meeting unclosed so that if oil prices suddenly fell, they could take immediate action. And of course, that won't be rising uh, production. That will be cutting back on some of their previously announced uh, production increases. Now, OPEC Plus compliance is running at well over 100%, which means OPEC at the moment is pumping as fast as it can anyway, and it's struggling to meet the demand that it already has. So it would be very easy in that circumstance for OPEC to, to, to come into the market quickly and say, we're unwinding those production increases to stabilise prices. So I'm not, although oil does look wobbly today, and that could continue for a couple of days, I'm not really engaged with the idea that oil is about to seriously collapse because I think we will see OPEC come to the market very quickly. Although that wouldn't be such a terrible thing if oil continued to fall because it's one of the major contributing factors to this inflation uh, worry that we have at the moment. And uh, we didn't speak last week, you were away, but of course uh, the Bank of England perhaps in the, in the end, surprisingly raised interest rates to 0.25% when it looked like they might leave it until 2022. Uh, but no, it was almost unanimous, the vote from the Monetary Policy Committee. Here in the UK, Jeff, well, we've got worries about Omicron, of course, and whether there's going to be a so-called circuit breaker, uh, which is like a mini lockdown for a couple of weeks post-Christmas day or, or, or whenever. We're not quite sure when this is likely to happen. It looks as though it's going that way. Not good news for British businesses, tourism, hospitality, and so on. But uh, it, it's uh, very much up in the air at the moment. They're going to watch the figures, the Omicron figures, and certainly hospitalizations. And at the moment, the problem is not necessarily the numbers of people who are getting seriously ill, but the people who work for the NHS and work in hospitals not actually being available for work because they've got this dreaded thing as well. So it's uh, another difficult Christmas, I'm afraid. We were hoping for better things just a month ago, and here we are again. At least, I suppose, at this stage, families can spend Christmas Day together. Beyond that, who knows? Yeah, I think it's a case of being grateful for what we have and not 
for what we don't have necessarily in, in, in looking at it in, in that respect. Certainly the Grinch who stole Christmas is taking a holiday this year. His, his job has already been done by the looks of it. Um, but again, markets are trading quite wildly this month. But when you look at the bigger picture, they're actually range trading very aggressively and they're moving around on headlines and sentiment and not really data. So although things look very, very negative today, we're only one Omicron headline away saying that it may not be as uh, uh, as aggressive as Delta and its symptoms. And we'll see a lot of these moves unwound. So I think uh, December, the winner is V for volatility and not really directional trending markets. So I think listeners need to take that idea on board that we're going to keep experiencing these choppy whipstore markets right through into the start of 2022. Meantime, where you are in the Asia Pacific, I see that China has trimmed its prime rate. Was that significant? Significant in the context that uh, they've been setting some weaker dollar, well, some weaker yuan fixes against the dollar, which is their signal that they've reached the limit of how much they want the yuan to um, to, to, to appreciate. They also cut their triple uh, R uh, ratio rate uh, for banks to allow them to lend more a few weeks ago as well. So in the context that Evergrande and Kaiser, the property developers have been moved to full defaults by a couple of rating agencies now and with the nerves surrounding the shared prosperity, the COVID zero border closures and the property sector woes there. It does appear that the PBOC is moving monetary policy to being supportive rather than trying to rein in leverage. The, f- the effects have been quite mild because the extent of that movement has been quite low uh, thus far. But I think it has made the yuan stable today, and that is why we're not really seeing this negativity impacting uh, Asian regional market currencies today. I think the yuan is an anchor to them. Okay, so that's where we are now. What about the rest of the week? As I said, we're almost at the end of uh, the year, certainly almost at Christmas Day, and uh, boy, could we do with a break. Um, It's a question now of uh, tying up a few loose ends, is it, the rest of this week? Yeah, definitely there'll be more books being squared off by large institutional investors, which may make for some unusual movements in the market. Data-wise, we're quite thin on the ground, We really only have data from the US on Thursday, personal consumption and expenditure, initial jobless claims and the uh, durable goods data. Now, uh, I don't think there'll be any huge surprises out of that. So I I believe that will mean that markets will continue to jump around on headline-driven volatility, most uh, particularly directed towards Omicron. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Have a good day. And to you, take care. This is the Oanda Podcast.